the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The reign of righteousness, the reign of vindication, the reign of ruin, the redemption of Christ and the resurrection of Christ typified all straight ahead. Today on Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastan. The significance of the rain in the flood. That's what we're looking at today here on Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastan from Grace Bible Church in Hayward, online at grace-bible.com. We're in Genesis chapter 7. We'll be looking at verses 11 as well as 17 through 21 and what we can see in the rain that begins to fall and the judgment the Lord is exacting on the world and the grace that's provided for Noah. There are many lessons to be learned here, so we'll jump right in it today. Here's Pastor Jesse with this edition of Way of Grace. Rain does not, uh, it doesn't destroy, it doesn't dissipate into nothing. It simply cycles back into the heavens. You know that. And so for the rain coming down, the snow from heaven, it will not return hither, but it will water the what? And make it bring forth bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Verse 11. Here it is. So shall my word be that goes out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I send it. Second dimension truth is God's propositional doctrine in our life. It will always bear fruit in our life. Third dimensional truth. That is Jesus coming down from heaven, blessing the world with the reality of himself. He is God's word. He is God's water of life. You and I only have life in Jesus. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth. I am the bread that comes down from heaven. If a man eat of me, he will never hunger again. If you drink the water of life that comes from me by the spirit of God, you never thirst again. Isn't that what he said? He spoke of the spirit. This is the beauty of the triune God. But hear me now. We're getting ready to look at a baptism. That's what Peter called it. The baptism whereunto you and I are also saved by metaphor. The water's coming from heaven. The water's breaking up on the earth. Everybody's about to be emerged. Now we sometimes, I got a few minutes. We sometimes crack jokes when you guys get super excited about getting baptized. We tell you, we're just going to leave you down there long enough for you to die and rise again. (laughs) Once we see the bubbles come up, (laughs) we go, all right, Lord, raise them again. Now here comes a division. Here comes a division. I'm going to lock it down here. Here comes a division. There are some people that are about to be completely immersed and disrupted from their native environment. 
There's some people who are about to be so overwhelmed by God's righteous doctrine that they will lose foundation. They will have no stability. They're about to be tossed to and fro, upside down, inside out. Can you see it? Can you see what's getting ready to happen in the flood? The flood's about to tear up buildings, tear up homes, tear up businesses, take everybody that's in it. And they're getting ready to go into the depths, being turned upside down like Pharaoh's chariots. This is a baptism. And it's a baptism because man rejected God as the creator and man spoiled God's earth and God's getting ready to take them off the earth that they spoil. But they're not going up. They're going down. Do you see it? I can imagine it. I can imagine it. Subpoint B. The reign of righteous doctrine moves on to what is called the reign of vindication for his what? The reign of vindication for his servants. This is why God loves his children. He loves his children because his children represent him in the earth. Then we go around and, and we tell people about God. And then people want to have a way about it with us. That's true. Yep, you got to be ready to be disliked. I felt some of that just recently. I said, oh, okay. This is the price you pay for not getting on the radio and saying the same thing that everybody else says. It's the price you pay. The ignominy for telling people the truth. For telling people there's a day of judgment coming. Oh, by the way, you're deceived. You're deceived right now and you don't see the truth. There's a price I pay for that. And immediately I have to apprehend myself and go, this is for Jesus' sake. This is not about me. Because right now, if those people wanted to debate, I could open my Bible right now and demonstrate my position. Oh, I'm feeling all the stuff we all feel. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I'm feeling the stuff we all feel when the enmity rises up with whole groups of people. Is that him? Is that Noah? Is that Enoch? Is that that crazy pastor that come on every day on 12 noon and on Mondays talking that crazy stuff about judgment? Right. So the point being, the point being, listen, the point being is if you can see the end like Noah did, you can persevere with all of that because he's rewarded now. He's rewarded now. God kept him. He kept Noah. And so Noah had to persevere just like, this is what we're learning in the book of Jude, right? He, those whom God preserves, he also grants to persevere. Well, here we are. The reign of vindication. Everybody's conscience is saying, dang, Noah was right. You never saw that in the newspaper in Noah's 100 years of ministry. Now you got to just simply admit he was right. Am I telling the truth? It's too late, though. I can imagine. I can imagine. Them beating on the door. Matthew chapter 25, verse 6. 
This is the parable of the returning bridegroom. Now, see, again, the bride has to be future-oriented because her husband's coming. Now, the whore, she lives like hell, telling everybody, the good men of the house, he's going on a long journey. I don't even know when he's coming back. That's the whore. These are false Christians. Did y'all get that? And at midnight, notice the metaphor, because we're dealing with a, a, a parable. We're dealing with a narrative, right? Midnight. What is midnight? It's the time when we are most vulnerable. What is midnight? It's the time when the thief comes in. That's midnight. There was a cry made, behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go ye out to meet him. Verse 7, walk with me, says, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose, trimmed their lamps. Verse 8. And the foolish said unto wise, give us of your oil for our lamps are what? Oh, y'all got a little time for me. See, listen. See, it all looks good when we're not in tribulation. Everybody puts on a front. But see, when the tribulation comes, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, if you don't have the Spirit of God, you might have a Bible, but it's not illuminated. You might have the scriptures, but it's not open up to you. It brings you no comfort because the scriptures have to be illuminated by the spirit of God and then plant it in your heart as the anchor of your soul. The true light is Jesus by his spirit through his word in your soul. Did you get that? The true light is Jesus by his spirit through his word in your soul. And there was light in Goshen. Notice what it goes on to say, verse 9. But the wise answered and said, what? That's good, boy, that's good. See, you know how some of us are always saying yes? There's a time to say no. No. If I give you my Holy Ghost, where I'm going to get some Holy Ghost from? No. God already told us. Now is the time of salvation. This is the day. There's a day coming when there will be no negotiation. You can't give somebody your Holy Ghost. God gave that to you. But, but, and, and by the way, and we're, you know, you, this is not possible on a theological level, but as we're extrapolating, listen, you don't have a right to give your Holy Ghost away. Christ died for that Holy Ghost for you. And I love what they said. Go get your own Holy Ghost. You better start working now. And if we were to carry that over, you better start praying now. You better start calling upon now. You better get on your knees now. You better start going to Bible study. You better start going to church. Oh, it's too late. It's too late. All the Bible studies over with. All the Sunday services are over with. All the conferences are over with. All the special meetings are over with. All of the women's theology classes, all of the men's theology classes, they're all over with. Am I making some sense, child of God? This is why I don't understand why people don't get it, why they can get it. I don't understand it. Other than God is saving his own. That's a message, isn't it? Get it while you can. Verse 10, verse 10. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready, here it is, went in. Noah went in. Isn't that right? 
They went in with him to the marriage. And here it is. The door was shut. See it? Go back to verse uh, 14 of Genesis 7. Let's just kind of work this through so we can deal with this. Um, I'm sorry, I'm at, uh, I'm at verse 16. And they that went in, male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him, and the Lord did what? Shut him in. Shut him in. So, a little, a little holy imagination is not hard here. Millions of people are on the outside of this ark. Millions of people are on the outside of this ark. Some can swim because they have to because ain't nobody walking no more. And they didn't swim, breaststroke, you know, all kind of, all kind of dog peddling to get up to the ark and beat on the door. But the door was shut. We get to laugh as holy humor, but this is so serious. I bury way too many people. I bury way too many people. I bury way too many people. And when we get into the memorial, I have to deal with what we call the complexity of reality. Right? Right? The complexity of reality. That is, this person died. We don't know how they died. We don't know where they're going. We got a whole room full of people who won't get the lesson of the class today because every funeral service is a class. It's another lesson on your turn is coming. And most people just want to sing and dance and celebrate and walk on out and not get the insurance that you need for your soul, which is Jesus. It's true. It's true. All that hate me love death. And the Lord shut him in. Are you ready for this? Because this is crazy. I want to I want to move on. I want to I want to show you a paradox and then I'm going to close. OK, we'll be done in about eight minutes. Here it is. We've dealt with the reign of righteousness. We're looking at the reign of vindication. Noah was right because all Noah did was say what God says. And you're never going to refute God. And God's after the flood of Noah, God began to rain down fire constantly. It came down again in Genesis 19. It was fire, not rain. It came down in Exodus 9. You know that. It was fire and hailstone and not rain. What came down in Elijah's day? Fire. And what's coming down on the last day? That's exactly right. Baptism is now. On the last day, there will be no more baptisms. No more baptisms. It's a beautiful thing that baptism is now. It's a beautiful thing. My, my third, my second sub point, our third sub point, the reign of ruin because of the what? That's right. They arrogantly walked against God's warning for a hundred years. It's arrogance. Arrogance will have God prevailing when he judges and righteous when he speaks and every mouth will be stopped and the whole world will become guilty before God. See, they're all talking now. People love talking. They, they talk. Do you hear them? They're talking. They're talking now. But when judgment comes, 
You notice the mouth is shut. The mouth is shut. So point C. So point D. Are you there? The redemption of Christ. Look at verse 14 through 16. Every beast after its kind, all the cattle of the field, creeping things that creeped upon the earth after its kind, every fowl after its kind, every bird of every sort. And they went in unto Noah into the earth. Did they? They went in unto who? Noah. Why? Because Noah is a representation of Christ in the gathering of everything that is being reconciled to God. God is reconciling all things unto Jesus Christ in this world and in the world to come. It is submitting to him as Lord and they are obediently walking in. They are not arguing. They are not making any kind of complaints. Why this thing got to be a gopher wood and why it stinks. It don't even look good, Noah. You ain't getting none of that. Because when a man or woman understands that qualitatively what has occurred is that God has made a provision for your soul, you don't complain about what it looks like or smells like. You thank God. Furthermore, furthermore, you have no other option. It's raining. It's too late to build another boat. I'm thankful that God showed me the way to the door. I am the door. If any man enter in, he will be saved and go in and out and find pasture. The fool can't even find the door. There's a good thing that God shows us the door every week. Notice what he says in verse 16, uh, verse 15. And they went into the Noah's ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. I'll talk more about that next week. And they went in, male and female of all flesh. As God had commanded him and the Lord shut him in. That's called redemption, ladies and gentlemen. That's called salvation. That's called the sacrifice of Christ for your soul. Do you understand that? That's because that, that, that ark is really a box. It's the same term for the little um, package, the little bulrush that was prepared by Moses' mama to put him in. Stay with me. And Moses is one of God's elect under threat to be annihilated by Pharaoh. And his mama covered him and allowed providence to take that bulrush as an ark and ride down the waterways. And he was raised up by Pharaoh's daughter. That's called the sovereign providence of God. The only other time this word is used is in our text. 28 times in our text. The ark, the ark, the ark. It's not a boat, it's a box. Oh, one more time. Are you ready? It's called the ark of the covenant. In Exodus 25, it's a box too. That box, that bulrush, This massive box in Genesis chapter 7 is a treasure chest. It's where you place all your valuables. It's where you place everything that's important to you to protect it from thieves breaking in and stealing. And Jesus is God's treasure box. 
and we are the treasure placed in him in that treasure box that God protects from the calamity and the storms and the judgment. Am I making some sense? And then that box is so secure and so sealed that when the rains come down and the floods come, those folks who built their house upon the rock and not the sand was ready for it when it came. And I want to show you another glorious truth as we close. All those crazy, unbelieving, hypocritical religious folk who pretended that they were trusting God, missing the day of salvation. They went down. And we'll deal with that for 150 days. While the people of God went up. Look at the text. Verse 17. Preach, Noah. And the flood was 40 days on the earth and the waters increased and it bare up the ark and it was lifted above the earth. All through your Bible, the doctrine of the lifting up underscores the exaltation of Jesus Christ over sin and over hell and over death. Over sin, over hell, and over death. The wicked go down, the righteous go up. Everyone that's in Christ Jesus goes up. Where I am, you will be also. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you will be also. The believer has been exalted with Jesus. That boat rose up to over 17, 18,000 feet above the highest mountain in the Armenian region over there in the area where Noah them were. Because we have the landing of the ark, don't we? That's what I'm going to pick up on next time. God has highly exalted him and given him a name above every name. That at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee should bow. Every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the one true and living Lord. And if any man be in Christ Jesus, he's preserved. He's kept. He's exalted with Christ. The wicked are locked out and the righteous are lifted up. When the enemy comes in like a flood... The Lord will lift up a standard against him. Moses, take the rod and lift it up. I'll show my people who has power over Pharaoh. You'll go through and he'll go down. All because of the lifted up rod. Do you see the doctrine of the resurrection? Do you see the doctrine of the resurrection? This is why we don't buy into an escapism doctrine. We buy into a doctrine of being in Christ so that we can go through death. Come out on the other side victorious. God has swallowed it up in the person of his son. Now what you and I want to do next week is think about what it means to be a family going through tribulation for one whole year inside while they're on the outside. 
There's a lot to learn. Do you hear me? There's a lot to learn. For a whole year, they're on the inside. It's a lot for us to learn. Amen. Well, you are listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. Closing out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know how the program encourages you in your walk with Christ. Questions, comments, prayer requests are always welcome. You can either write to us, give us a call, or stop by our website and drop us an email. Now, the best place to go, of course, is the website. Not only will you be able to write to us via email, you'll be able to get more information about who we are, what we believe, worship times, how to get here. Grace-Bible.com is our website. Again, that's Grace-Bible.com. If you wish to give us a call, the number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're writing to us, our address is 22768 Main Street. That's 22768 Main Street. Here in Hayward, the zip code, 94541. That's 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541. One final note as we close out our time today, this program is listener-supported. If you wish to partner with us, we would be more than grateful. This broadcast airs throughout the Bay Area, as well as online, impacting thousands for the sake of Christ. And that is our hope and our goal. If you'd like to partner with us along those lines, feel free to write or give us a call. No gift is too large, no gift too small, whether a one-time gift or a monthly support. You're more than welcome to reach out. We would love to partner with you as we minister the gospel of Jesus to the Bay Area and the World Wide Web. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, may Christ be your way of grace. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.